Hey, this is Mitch. This is Keith. And welcome to the Layman's Term Podcast. That is lay, as in lay person, as in not clergy, not in lame, like um, Keith and I are really lame. <laughs> but uh, sometimes we'll have some lame jokes, but welcome to the Layman's Term Podcast, where we as lay people um, d- discuss the sermon that uh, hopefully you experienced at First United Methodist Church and uh, put our put our thoughts into answering some questions that go along with that. Uh, the sermon we're talking about today, September 11th, 2022, Know What You're For uh, is the sermon series we're in, and God is for you. Our scripture uh, with that is Matthew 7, 9 through 11. We read, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So great scripture. Yeah. You know what I really enjoyed too about it? What did you enjoy? Uh, The the pictures of the eel and the bread, right? Because like if you just – if you have no context whatsoever and you read that, you're like, why would you give a kid a stone? Right. Like why does bread and stone bread make and any stone sense? don't go together. But right. as Adam explained, right. uh, you know, that first century bread was not was not uh, Panera. It, <laughs> right. wasn't, it wasn't King's Hawaiian. <laughs> King's Hawaiian rolls. Um, it, was, it was small. It was yeah. um, harder. Dense, yeah. And uh, it looked like a rock. Similar to a stone. I mean, yeah. So like... That's the kind of stuff that you just you just don't if you're just reading it at home, you're kind of like what what's that right? Yep. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of context right to to make sense a little bit. And so then, that's why I really and then like, the eel, and then the eel. I think uh, oh, yeah, was eel. was it William Barclay um, referenced that the eel was an unclean fish of the sea yeah. that uh, they weren't supposed to eat, So, but they thought it was a snake. Yeah, because so, it, look, it looks kind of like a snake. It looks like, yeah. It's a sea snake. Of course it looks like a snake. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, it makes it makes a lot of sense, right, from that from that perspective. It's like, oh, okay. Then the, the whole verse kind of ties together really well once you have those two pieces of information. Yeah, because so you, really like you want a fish, you want bread. These are, these are necessities, staples. These are... These meet that need of, of food and sustenance and that which a snake or an eel, an unclean item from the sea yeah. to eat or a rock, are, don't meet the need of sustenance, sustenance at all. But so, if, if you're really hungry, you could take the rock and hit the snake over the head and eat it, I guess. I, but not in first century. Not, not. Um, that would not be Jewish good. culture. No. Well, um, another... Early on, early on, we have this great quote. Uh, A.J. A.W. Tozer said, "What comes into your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about us." And that, that for me was like, "Wow, um, that's a cool way of of putting that." Because we all have thoughts, we all have thoughts about God, thought about thoughts about our relationship with God, but I've never put it in the context of that is the most important thing. About me, how do you feel about that, Keith? Yeah, I mean, um, I do. I do also agree with Adam when he says that too many people look at God as like the principal in the principal's office, and someday you get sent to the principal's office, and he has to judge you on whether or not 
like he believes the teacher or you or uh-huh. the other kid that you got in a fight with or whatever, right? And generally speaking, n- nobody goes to the principal's office unpunished. Yeah, right? and I want to. Yes, and I want to come back to that. Yeah. I want to come back to that later as we get farther into this. Um, that concept of the principal's office, uh, and then the other the other aspect is um, your grandmother. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, the loving grandmother, the right. loving grandmother that no matter what you do, yeah, you're just. Here, have some fudge. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> so what comes into your mind when you think about God? Um, you more, Are you more principal? Are you more grandmother? Are you more in the middle? I would probably say that I, would, I am um, probably I lean more principal, I would, I would think. Um, I, 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 struggle, I struggle with the idea that, you know, because uh, we're – human right mm-hmm. um you can you can love somebody it doesn't mean you're not disappointed in them right it doesn't mean that you can't like you have to punish them right yeah. like your kids right like you love your kids um but you know there's just times that they they do something yet you, you have to figure out some kind of punishment right because you're trying to teach them you're trying to course yeah. correct them and 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 whatnot and um so i kind of lean probably more principal because of that maybe it's because the age of kids i have right um, maybe as they get older and they leave the house, I can start being, and maybe I have grandkids or whatever, then I can, I can look at them differently and kind of lean the other direction towards like the, just the, the loving, I don't really have to correct you. You're old enough to correct yourself. Um, but you know, in, in the age, in the, in the young ages, you know, pre, pre-teens, I mean, your, your job as a parent is pretty much, you know, correcting course course correcting on, yeah. on every decision yeah. that they make, right? So I'd probably say I lean I lean more more principal. Um I don't know how about you? Well I I've been I've been blessed. Um I've been blessed to have I have wonderful I have wonderful parents. Love my parents very much. Had a had a great had a great childhood. Um they're very loving parents. And then I I too I I am a I am a loving parent um which my my concept of of God the Father was uh, really transformed with the birth of my first child, mm. and um, the the use of that father language, um, like even from this verse we read, um, doesn't for me was harder to was harder for me to quantify, solidify in my mind um, that that relationship with God the Father until. Until I started uh, practicing fatherhood myself, sure. and you know, I can unconditionally love my kids, and then at the exact same time, not like what they're doing. Sure, right? I yeah. can I can disapprove of actions, mm-hmm. and at the same time, unconditionally love them. Yeah, their actions don't detract no, from sure. my love. Sure, um, and pre and. That was a harder concept for me to grasp in my younger in my younger years. How in, in my re- relationships with friends, with coworkers, with um, you know, not my offspring, right? Like sure. these these younger, less mature relationships. Um, when I would try to put my relationship with God in that box, I couldn't under. It was hard to understand or comprehend mm-hmm. the you know your friend hacks you off. 
you may kind of feel like you love them a little less, right? <laughs> yeah, no. And yeah. and even though even though or they betray you in some way, yes. right? Even if it's even if it's just not like a big big deal, but you know, they're like, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" "Oh, I'm going to the movies or something." And then you end up yeah, going out yeah. and seeing them and they're with another one of oh your my friends. Gosh. And you're like, yeah, "What you got... I asked you first. Oh, man, the you know? worst. Yeah. And then you don't like, you know, you may not like them as much. And afterwards. hey, that was that was our youth right where it's not like i can flip open flip open a phone like kids yeah. these days and flip open a phone and be like their buddies at school were like oh we're not doing anything tonight flip open the phone and they're at the movies with your pals and yeah. you didn't get invited you didn't get invited right and that's what i would feel you know that in my youth you'd feel that sense of betrayal and maybe right maybe your um your love for them um as your friend wasn't developed um to a level of of forgiveness and grace and mercy and <clears throat> well it's because I think I think as well because you like your 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 friends versus your your kids there's a level of responsibility that you feel too right like I think that's probably like you know I, and maybe this is crazy and people listening are going to be like whatever um but when when Penny was born my oldest I didn't, I didn't, I, when she was born, I didn't feel a love connection like immediately, right? Like I wasn't like enamored, like, oh my God, like I love babies, you know? Um, I do love babies. I, well, I do now, now that I've had three. Um, but, you know, at the, at the time it was like, you know, I, I don't want to say it felt disconnected a little bit, but like, I didn't know what to expect, you know, never had a baby before, never really been around a baby before, you know, like nobody else in my world had a baby. And so, um, it took, it took probably a few weeks, you know, like, cause they're not looking at you. They're, they're screaming all the time. They're just peeing all the time and pooping all the time. They're hungry and they pee and they poop and they're hungry and they pee and they poop and they scream, you know, but like when, when they first start to recognize you, right. And like see you, and inter- interact with you. That's, I think that's where for me, at least, um, it changed, right? And especially like the the time that you know you and I, I still remember it. You know, I, I walked in the room, Penny looked at me and smiled, right? You're yeah. like, oh my gosh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, you know, like that was like heartbroken, That's my kid. right? You know what I mean? And so yeah, it, with Piper, my second one, and with Parker, the the, the last one, um, I think I innately had. A, con- a a bigger connection with them because I knew what it was going to turn into. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so I think you know, with that responsibility, I you know, like, like when I ask you, do you think God's that way with us as as a human species? Right? Because I mean, we've been around for thousands of years, right? So. You know, someone, and I think we've talked about this before. I can't remember if 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 we did or somebody else, but um, God's love had has to have changed a little bit, right? If you think about, um, no, I don't. Deeper, I don't think so at all. You don't think so? I think it was. I think the depth, our un, our unfathomable recognition of God's depth of love is so far beyond. Oh, sure, our yeah. capacity. Um, that we're just a we're we're a mere um, a mere fingerprint of that capacity, and that's what I love about these verse this verse right mm-hmm. of uh, 
you know, it says, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? It's not your buddy in heaven. It's not your pal. It's not your, um, you know, your, your maker. Yeah. Yeah. Which I kind of dislike that terminology, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's your father. It's and, your father. And, um, with that, with that terminology, you know, I want to be sensitive. Um, I want to be sensitive that, um, for folks out there that, that don't have that good relationship with their father, uh, you know, because because it's harder. I believe it's harder to recognize um, and appreciate um, the as the the context of scripture verse like this. Mm-hmm. But I am I am grateful for um, for those in the those in our community that um, show show that exemplar um, father father skills. Um, you know that. That representation of God the Father um, that we are we're called to represent, uh, you know, and it's it's um, reproduced in in all of our all of our media and movies and films and stories and books and there's these great um, you know Nemo makes me cry right um, <laughs> the Nemo go- the good dinosaur right like uh, Disney Pixar they're pretty good with uh, giving us uh, giving us father um, good father loving father. Uh, relationships that we can that we can hopefully hopefully everyone can appreciate and relate to uh, whenever they read verses like this and get that terminology even if they didn't have that experience yeah or they're not a father themselves or right? they're not a father themselves right they have something we we fathers and the you know fathers and culture are able to um, portray that in a positive light mm-hmm. um, for them to grasp and and um, to grasp that concept but yeah I think we have I think God's unbounding love is so enormous and massive uh, for us that we can't comprehend. We we can't comprehend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I want to go into you know piggyback off of that and talk about yeah. uh, these definitions of mercy and grace. Yeah. You know, Adam yeah. Adam touched on this in the sermon, and he used these examples of of um, of mercy being mercy being um, not uh, forgiveness uh, for right, forgiveness, you're speeding, right? Uh, and the cop pulls you over and doesn't write you a ticket, right? Right, That's mercy. Yeah. You didn't get something that you deserve. You deserve right? exactly. And I think I think it's it's critical to think like in in a negative tone, right? Like you know if you <laughs> you know if you uh, if you got an A on a test and you should have gotten a treat when you got home from your your parents. That's not. That's not mercy, right? Like right. it's it's the negative. It's, it's the negative. If right? you did something bad and you didn't really get punished for it, somebody showed you mercy. Yes, mm-hmm. and and I think we can all identify with that. Sure, I think we've all experienced either given somebody a little mercy or have gotten somebody. right. Yeah, and then and then contrast. In contrast, I think um, with with grace, grace is getting something you didn't earn. Yeah. Grace is, you know, to use your test example, it's the, you know, uh, a weighted test, right? Oh, wow. Everybody. Everybody every, failed. Everybody. <laughs> I failed. Everybody failed. failed better. This, everybody <laughs> failed this test. So now, it, you know, we're going to make C's and A. Yeah. Yeah. Because this was hard. Yeah. Um, I definitely had classes like that. Yeah. You earned, you earned, <laughs> you earned a C, um, but uh, you're going to get an A. Yeah. So, um, you know, in the example, the example from the sermon, if you had a chance to uh, listen to it, was 
was, you know, just Adam had purchased a vehicle. Now, if they'd just given him the vehicle, yeah, that, that's that was that'd be a graceful act. Yeah. Um, well, I think, and I think um, to to this point, you know, I, I had asked, um, you know, I had I had asked Adam separately um, because, you know, in in corporation worlds, right? They're throwing around the word grace a lot these days, right? Okay. Uh, past couple of years, you know, it's like, they'll say, oh, we got to give each other a little grace. You know, we got to learn from each other. And, and uh, you know, I, I might say something offensive to you. I don't really know that it's offensive. I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to offend you. So give me a little grace, right? And I've always, I've always seen grace as, um, something that only God can give. It's not, I can't give you grace, right? Like from, from, and I, and I get the, the definition that he's making with grace, mm-hmm. right? But that, um, you know, you, I can't give you grace. Only God, it, it's only God's to give, right? So uh, it's a little cringeworthy word for me when, when people use that, when people use that word. Now, I think, and I think a lot of people misuse it, right? What they mm-hmm. really mean is, um, latitude or, you know, something else other than, other than, other than grace. Maybe right? even mercy. Maybe even mercy. Maybe. Right. At times, yeah, you know, at times it's, it's, it's like, it, Hey, yeah. can I get some, can I, you know, Hey, this morning, you know, for the podcast, I was, I was 15 <laughs> minutes late, you know, yo, Keith, give me yeah. some, give me some grace. Well, no, I already committed the, yeah. I already committed the disrespect of your time. Exactly. Um, I should have been asking for mercy slash yeah. Forgiveness, yeah, or forgiveness, yeah. Right? That's a, that's a really great. That's and a really great. I think great that's word. where mercy, mercy is the act of forgiving, um, and I think that's a great great way to look at it. Yeah. And the grace, the grace we're talking about, um, getting into our Methodist theology, we're talking about provenient grace, right, provenient that grace, grace that comes before, um, which is which which we all have this before we know before we even have that relationship with God he's provided uh, grace for us he's given us this opportunity for a relationship with him that which um, through our sin we've separated our ourselves yeah from that but he's um, the opportunity is there through the grace um then we move on we move on to justifying. Grace. A person is justified by faith apart from works of the law. We read that in Romans. So this means you're accepted by God, not based on what you have done for God by following the rules, but by what God has done for you in Jesus' right. death and resurrection. It's a, it's a crazy it's a crazy thought because so many so many religions out there other than Christianity believe that it's your works in life that dictate your outcome in death. Right. Right. So if you're a good person, you go to whatever form of good place, right. Or heaven or whatever. If you're a bad person, you, you go to a bad place. Right. Um, and so it's really backwards theology that, that Christ is talking about. Right. Like it's, it's, it's completely opposite of what the the norm is right yeah. um, and so you know you think about the romans and you think about um uh um uh like 
polytheism, right? People that believe in multiple different gods, right? Right. So, uh, you know, if you, if you look at if you look at that, it's all about you know how, how much have I sacrificed to this god to get to gain their favor, to gain right? the favor, right? To gain the favor, and so that's what's so crazy about this, and that what I don't think people recognize because today we're so we're so in tune with the idea of Christ and Christianity that we just, we take it for granted, yeah. right? That that he's having these conversations and people are like, what? Yeah. Because we, we didn't earn anything. the favor. The favor's been right. uh, pre-given given to us. And um, we are justified uh, in that acceptance, you know, by accepting that with faith, we're justified in, in yeah. God's act of giving, uh, giving us that, Grace. So that's our uh, justification, which, which I just I, I love the way the way we talked about it uh, in the sermon. But as you know, we read in Ephesians, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It's a gift of God, not by works. So that no one can boast. No one can be like, ah, I DL. Yeah. God loves me God because gave this to me, yeah, not check, you. <laughs> check this out. You know, God gave me this because he loves me. <laughs> because I did yeah. fill in the blank. Yeah. Well, no, okay. God loves you because you're you. Yeah. Well, to that to the to the point, right? Like I think I think this is where sometimes It's where we get back to the parent versus principle. Yeah, exactly. And I think that sometimes people I think one of the hardest things to think about is if God is so loving and so giving, right, of this, of grace and, and, uh, you know, probably mercy at times as well, right? Um, You know, when, I think, I think the, the crux that a lot of people can't get past is, well, why does he seem to give somebody more than what he gives to other people? Kind of your point, right? Like, you're like, you know, so if, if, you know, you get a bad diagnosis, right? And you're you're praying and you're praying and you're praying, and it you know it doesn't you know doesn't seem to work, right? And you got a friend that gets a bad diagnosis, and they pray, 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 and then you know you know miracle that they're, they're healed, right? That you know you can look at it and say, well, why is that person getting more than me, right? But it's it's not about that, you know. It's and and I think that's I think that's the hardest. Um, I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of people to to bridge that gap into. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, we um, a great illustration um, for this um, that I, I love. It, we struggle with equity and fairness yeah. in our culture. Yep. We struggle. We struggle with these concepts. Um, and I like to I like to let people know that um, that I feel I believe that um, God and Salvation through Christ and Christ alone is what actually is the great equality. It makes everything fair. Yeah. Like because it's given to everybody. Everyone. Yeah. It makes it fair. Everyone's mm-hmm. got the opportunity. Um, the grace has been given. The provenient grace is there. And that is that's of the utmost importance. And all other outcomes are are part part of a journey that we're all, that we're all on. That's all individual, um, but but on an eternal scale, it's fair. Yeah. Um, 
Now, I know that's a hard, that's a hard concept to struggle with. Um, but I think, I think to your point, it's, it's, uh, it's the, it's the pressure that we're putting on ourselves with society deems whether you're worthy of something or not. Right. Oh um, uh, yeah. This, uh, this, uh, radio station here locally, I won't, I won't mention it or anything, but, uh, on the weekends they, they sell airtime. Right. And so this guy's like a travel agent. You know, it's like talking about this cruise or that cruise or, hey, you can go on okay, this. Okay, yeah. Which is kind of cool to listen to, right? But it, his, his, like, catchphrase, his tagline is, you know, and you deserve a great <laughs> vacation, right? Well, you don't know me. Maybe I don't deserve I a know great vacation. I don't deserve a great vacation, right? I don't deserve a great I don't uh, – 20 days in, you know, uh, Spain or something, you know. No, I don't deserve that. Um and, and so I think, I think, but that's it, right? It's that, it's that, oh yeah, I do deserve a great vacation. Everyone. Oh, I, I deserve this. I deserve this, you know? Um, so yeah. Entitlement. I, are you, are you, going down, entitlement. are you going down yeah, entitlement? It yeah. is. It is. Or like, you know, Christmas, you know, everybody's getting everybody cars. Like, yeah. And, uh, I, my, and, if, and if anybody listening has ever gotten a spouse, a vehicle, like just pass over this next like 30 seconds, but my wife would kill me if I bought a 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90,000 dollar vehicle without, without talking the to discussion. Her first, right? right? You know what I mean? Have like, you seen the Saturday Night Live? <laughs> no. Spoof huh? the, oh my God. Yeah. I'm going to plug the humor and hilarity of that. The guy gets to the car and his wife's like, What are you doing? Yeah. He's like, Don't you love it? Yeah. And she's like, No, you're out of your mind. I, I mean, he's like, It was only $2,000. She's like, A month. <laughs> It's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I, it, you know, look, if your net worth is like $50 million and you want to get your kid a $50,000 yeah. car. It's all, it's all relative. It's all relative, right? But, uh, you know, they're, they're putting this out there for the masses to consume, yep. right? You know, it's like, uh, you know, and then I, I, I also cringe when, uh, you know, the, the husband gets the wife the vehicle and then she's like, oh, and I got you one too. And it's like, wait, what, wait what? a minute. Y'all went like over six figures in debt or, <laughs> you know, and didn't even talk to each other didn't about even talk it. talk to each other. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that, you know, uh, that's that mentality, right? Like you maybe deserve I, this. Maybe I have more openness in my marriage than I really should. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe I should have discussed this. <laughs> So and, and I think I think that's the you know that's the that's the thing you know when you when you look at the news and you look at some of the stuff that's going on in the world right um, you know and I won't I won't say anything in particular because I'm sure we can all pick our stuff but you know it's like oh they deserve this or do you deserve that or you know it's like I think the great know, equalizer there man. is you know um, on a on a on a God scale without without mercy. Without mercy, um, sinfully speaking, we all we all deserve we all deserve death. Um, well, finite, we're all, all going to get it. No, finite <laughs> and over, nothing more. Right? Mm. Without God's grace and forgiveness, we're not worthy. Yeah, like that's the that's that's it. We're not worthy. Right? Well, yeah, man. That's like, that's, that's like heavy for a minute, heavy. right? That is heavy for that's a minute. Heavy for a minute. If you think, if you think about it, um, and, and that's what we're doing here, Keith. And that's what we're thinking. And like, I, you know, you know what makes me infinitely sad, like infinitely sad, is is people that, and I'm sure we all know somebody who just believes that when they die, it's oh, it's just you know, 
you're just done, right? Like, how can you not, how can you believe that and go through, go through your life, not just like Eeyore on steroids? <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, I, it, it makes me infinitely sad to think about, you know, the, whatever has happened in people's life experiences that makes them not that, have hope that ha- have zero hope, no hope. That's crazy. Anyway, well, let's, let's wrap up on a high note um, and talk about hope um, that with God's gift of grace that we can actually approach, um, approach God with a hope um, as the hope of a child approaching a loving parent. I want to, I want to, finish up with the scripture that Adam wrapped his sermon up with it was a uh, Hebrews 4:16 let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so the confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need yeah and i you know i want to i want to make one one point i've i've made this before with you so i'm sure you'll, you'll know but there's a difference between wishing and hoping. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, wishing is I wish I w- will win the lottery, right? It's not going to happen. It, I have no basis to believe that I'm going to win okay. the lottery, right? There's there's no, evidence, there's no evidence that says that I'm going to pay $2 and win a billion dollars yeah. in the lottery, okay? There's That's no wishing. Evidence. That's a wish, right? Hope is based off of some evidence that it will happen. Yes. That's great. And I think I think that's what's so key for me is when you read through a lot of the stuff and people talk about hope, it's because there there is evidence. Jesus um, put out everything else that's happened in the world, but Jesus is our hope. He's our evidence. Right through his works and his acts and his on resurrection earth, and his resurrection on earth, that is our hope. That's the basis of our hope for everything. I love it. Yeah, let's end with hope. Hope. Hey, that's all the time we got on all the time we have proper English here <laughs> on Layman's Term Podcast. Hope you'll join us uh, after next Sunday's message to uh, continue the discussion. I hope. You join us. I hope you join us too. <laughs> I, I I wish you'll join us. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See you guys.